Good morning, folks. Today is Monday, April 17th, 2023. Welcome to episode number 346 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing Podcast. I'm going to start calling it podcast because YouTube's leaning in wicked heavy to podcast. So let's say podcast, podcast, podcast. Let that auto auto um, subtitle generator hear the word podcast. <laughs> All right, good morning, folks. Welcome to the show. We got a great one for you over the next 45 minutes. Me, you, Terrence Banks, Peter Lee, Anusha Jides, Marcus Seiler, Jim Wales, Tom Bishop coming to you across the pond, and so many others of the Simply Cyber community are going to be shredding the top news stories of the day. And I'll be providing my opinion, my analysis on each of those stories on what it means to you as a practitioner. So how can you operationalize it at work this week? long-term vision, strategic planning, or if you're looking to break into the industry, we've got you covered because you will absolutely be asked in a job interview, how do you stay current? This, my friends, is a dynamite answer if you're paying attention, right? Just just, just getting here and then putting it on autoplay and, and throwing your phone in a drawer, that, that's not going to cut. You got to get engaged. But believe me, Everything that you want is absolutely here, including incredible networking. Meet Inesh knows what's going on there. Current baton holder of the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. But enough about that. We'll get into that at the mid-roll. I'm very excited about that. But before we do, I want to shower the stream sponsors, the boosters, the ones who help keep the lights on here, starting with my good friend, Brandon Pullover, Panopsi. Brandon Corbin with the four-month. Thanks, Brandon. Guys, check it out. Panopsi Security can help you with your quantified risk assessment needs. But Jerry, do I do I need a quantified risk assessment? Well, friend, allow me to help answer that question. If you are a business, if you are responsible for InfoSec, if you are at all interested in how to best spend your budget, your time, your energy, where to focus your staff, if you're a one-person shop, and you're like, ah, there's only one of me and there's so much to do. A quantified risk assessment can tell you statistically sound based on facts and evidence where you get the biggest risk reduction value for different initiatives and different efforts. You could do it one time and get about three years worth of value, three years of strategic roadmap out of it. It is an incredible capability and Panopsi knows how to do it incredibly well. So if you're interested, contact Panopsi Security Budget season's around the corner, guys, if you're on the um, the traditional uh, June, July fiscal year end. Budgets budgets typically need to be in by, like, March, so CFO office can do all the things and, and earmark. And, so don't sleep on it. Get yourself, a, get yourself a quantified risk assessment. Make great stocking stuffers. Also want to say shout-out and love to XM Cyber. XM Cyber, if you guys don't know is a, a player, let me find my read here. I've got a good read. Where's my read? Read, 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 read. All right, I don't know where the read is. Listen to this, XM Cyber is also a stream sponsor. Genuinely appreciate them. What I want to tell you about is they just released this um, Navigating the Paths of Risks um, industry report. Now, what makes the industry report on the state of exposure management in 2023 interesting is that it's based on telemetry and intel that XM Cyber has collected from all their clients across industry. And there's a lot of interesting things like on average, only 10% of all vulnerabilities get addressed. Uh, on average, only 2% of vulnerabilities actually lead to critical asset compromise. So instead of trying to boil the ocean and close all the things, you can use a tool uh, in the exposure management space like XM Cyber to actually pinpoint and identify where those choke points are and those critical junctures and close those attack paths and, and really protect critical uh, assets. There's a link in the description below that will take you to this report. Um, I have it printed out here, but my desk is a hot mess on fire right now because because uh, I took the weekend off. So when you work seven days a week, you can kind of keep your stuff in order. But when you take a few days off, everything goes to crap in a handbasket. So somewhere around here on my desk is a report. Uh, I've been reading it. I find it good. 
Uh, obviously, they're a stream sponsor, so I'm, I'm going to tell you about them anyways. But I can tell you, I've, I've, I'm reading the report, and it's good quality content. So if you're interested in that, go pick it up. Uh, link in the description below. Also want to say much love to uh, Barricade Cyber, but more about them at the mid-roll because we got some special... We got some special Barricade Cyber action. We've got some hot Barricade on Bike Barricade Cyber action coming. Um, literally, that's not even like just uh, a thinly veiled uh, sophomore crude joke. Like, Eric's going to be doing the show Thursday and Friday this week. So stay tuned. More about Barricade Cyber at the mid-roll. I want to remind each of you that every episode of the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Briefing is worth half a CPE. Let's go. So if you want, say what's up in chat, say hello, and uh, we will absolutely, uh, you can go back, you can take a screenshot, you can just remember where you said it, whatever it is, uh, and that'll be documentation. Who got the sec, Shakira with the sec plus, yes, yes, Shakira, just picking them up, putting them down, picking them up, putting them down, crushing it. That's what I'm saying, guys. Nailing it, nailing it, nailing it. Congratulations, Shakira. Excellent accomplishment. Very pumped about that. Uh, in the CPE portal, this would be like a um, instruct. Like I would consider this um, like a webinar or a like a threat intel briefing. I I can go and look. It's not class. It's it's um it's it's as close to like a webinar as there is. In fact, I've still been flirting with like how to do like a Zoom so you guys could register. So there's zero question. But um, if you are here live, I see 172 of you coming in strong on a Monday morning. Thanks, J-Mac. Exactly. Coming in strong on a Monday morning, 175 of you. We will continue to grow. We, we're, we've been averaging, guys, uh, and this is all because of you, uh, around 230 uh, individuals live in stream um, and another 1,000 on Team Replay. So holla, holla, holla. Genuinely appreciate all of you individually and as a collective. Hashtag Team Live in chat. If you are on replay, hashtag Team Replay in the comments. I do love uh, engaging with you all in the comments and, and just saying hi and stuff like that. Hashtag Team Hybrid for the internal stranger who uh, likes to get, get here a few minutes late and then boogie down on 2x until we catch up in real time. So if you're Team Hybrid, that means you caught up to us in real time on the stream. And then my absolute favorite, hello, Hashtag passive observer. If you are um, in chat live right now with us and you have never chimed in, you've never said hi, you've never done uh, you know any of the chat stuff, and you want to and you're just nervous, imposter syndrome, shy, socially introverted, whatever you know, whatever it is, whatever your situation is, uh, I implore you to take the first step. Put your hands on the keyboard, type in hashtag passive observer, and get the ball rolling on building your own professional network. It will be so incredibly valuable. I believe me, I cannot stress it enough. It's so, so valuable. Hashtag passive observer. And to the rest of us who are all out in the open, bumping into each other like a like a, like a social uh, peace love, um, soft mosh pit. Uh, when, the, when the passive observer says, what's up, get him in here. Etikudo, good to see ya. Minky D, yes, hashtag, oh, monkey D. Passive Observer, good to see you. Patrick Vance, hello. Jay Smith, what's up? Hey, Osin, good to see you. I love it. All right, guys, so let's sit back and relax. Let's get to the news. I had a long, uh, I had a long weekend. Like, we'll, we'll talk at the mid-roll. We got, we got some jaw jacking action to catch up on. Hey, Jared K, good to see you. All right. Sit back, relax, and let the cool sounds of the hot news wash over you in an awesome wave. From the CISO See you at the mid-roll. It's cybersecurity headlines. It's Monday, April 17th, 2023. Microsoft warns of Remco's rat campaign targeting tax accountants. Just ahead of U.S. Tax Day, Microsoft hey, has observed a new Remco's rat campaign targeting U.S. accounting and tax return preparation firms. The phishing attacks began in February in aim at tax preparation organizations, CPA and accounting firms, and professional service firms dealing in bookkeeping and tax. Crooks are using lures masquerading as tax documentation sent by a client. 
The message contains a link that points to a legitimate file hosting site where the cybercriminals have uploaded Windows shortcut.lnk files. NCR suffers point of... All right. <clears throat> so, a couple... Ooh, yeah. Hey, haircut fish. Look at what we got here. All right. So, guys, um, a couple things with this story. <laughs> I had a long, relaxing weekend with my with my family and one of my absolute closest friends' families. And I should be totally, totally relaxed. And the second I see this story... In, like, it's a good thing I don't have the spicy button on the soundboard right now. I do have to fix that. But what are we doing here? Okay, first of all, it is tax season in the United States. Every tax season, there's a massive uptick in activity around um, fishing campaigns, typically um, attacking individuals, right? So, you know, going after my Aunt Dorothea, going after whomever. Uh, you don't really hear about it going after tax firms that I know of, but you know, in all reality, it's way easier in 2023. Like, why, why would I be attacking individuals when I can just go like, why, why am I trying to, um, like, I guess just sip milk when I can go to the cow and get it myself. Right. And that's a terrible metaphor. Um, but, but my thing is like, go to where the source is, it's all there. So attacking, uh, accounting firms is good. Now, let me tell you why my level of is, it's through the roof, okay? And maybe my thread and tell friends can walk me back off the ledge, right? Wish you would walk, step away from that ledge, my friend. Listen, this campaign, this Remco's remote access Trojan campaign targeting US accounting firms, Microsoft, Microsoft, Fortune 5, Microsoft, warns of a campaign, warns of a campaign that it saw in February, 2023. Hello? It is mid-April. What are we doing? Like, dude, if if anything, this is like a post-mortem. If I'm an accounting firm and I'm seeing this today, I'm like, oh, like I, I've been compromised for weeks, for weeks. The, the campaign is over. The, like the threat actors have already scored their hits. They've already, uh, you know, exfilled their data. So like at this point, this information isn't threat intelligence. This data to me is, you know, like basically, hey, check to see if you were pwned or not. Like there's no forward looking opportunity here. Like you're, you're already hosed if you're hosed and if you're not, then you're not. But like, I, I just, it just annoys me, man. Like, like you had this information. Now I will say potentially um, FS ISAC, financial services ISAC. I don't subscribe to FS ISAC. The ISACs are industry specific or area specific, uh, kind of like you have to be, you know, kind of read in to get access to this threat intel. So it's pretty, it, it may be possible that this threat intel was shared within closed communication channels. And, and since I'm not in the FS ISAC, I didn't see it. But, to, but like, I, so I have somebody do my, my taxes for, for my family, okay? I saw this as I was prepping the show and I emailed them immediately. And I even put in the email, you probably already hosed if you're hosed, but you know, I, I, this is what I do for a living. So I felt compelled to share it with you, like fingers crossed. So anyways, like, okay. So all I would say is if you do support financial services, if you are into uh, supporting tax environment, uh, tax businesses and stuff like that, um, you may want to look for whatever this Remco's rat, uh, indicators of compromise are because a Remco's rat or any rat for that matter is going to be persistent on uh, a compromised asset, right? So like Charlie CPA and Lucy CPA are, their machines are hosed and, and realistically it would, it would probably be IT infrastructure. They're not going to like pivot off of Carl's, um, Carl's laptop as a foothold, like, like, or as a persistence mechanism, like these threat actors want to embed themselves into the IT infrastructure, machines that don't go off the network, machines that don't get powered down, machines that don't get patched because we can't bring it down, Jerry. You're going to have to hit that one hour patch window once a month after we install the critical functional um, new feature updates. Okay, enough. I'm angry. I'm angry. I had a long, relaxing weekend on a beach and I'm coming in hot. So anyways, um, I guess the TLDR here is 
Get into the ISACs. Look for these IOCs if you support tax people and um, enjoy a good infographic. Service outage after Black Cat ransomware attack. Spicy! NCR is suffering an outage on its Aloha point-of-sale platform after being hit by a ransomware attack claimed by the Black Cat slash Alf V gang. The Aloha point-of-sale platform is used in hospitality services and has been down since Wednesday. NCR disclosed on Saturday that the outage was caused by a ransomware attack on data centers used to power the Aloha POS platform. All right, hold Google on. Released there was a lot going on there. <clears throat> I didn't really um, talk too much about this, but I do want to say not only IT. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Thank you for the support. A year and a half of threat briefings, my friend. Congratulations. That blue squad logo looks tight on you. Also, shout out, I'm assuming that's Brandon Poole on LinkedIn. Uh, Brandon Poole of Panopsi Security asking about how uh, Microsoft determines a campaign versus a dynamic threat activity. Good question. Good question. So NCR suffers Aloha point of sale outage. So um, I'm not, so NCR is an American software and technology consulting company that provides POS systems and whatever. Um, so this is like a lot in food and Bev. I will tell you these, uh, Point of sale systems in Food and Bev are incredibly um, not just complex, but they're very um, tailored and and kind of curated for the individual um, for the individual businesses. I will say, like replacing a POS system at a Food and Bev is incredibly painful and disruptive to the organization, so they're less likely to do it. I have a I have an mate like so this guy that I spent uh, some time with at the beach uh, this weekend. Me, him, and two other guys are like the like closest brothers, the four of us. And one of the four guys is uh, um, like a general manager, executive chef over a really uh, successful uh, hospitality group. And he, uh, he just recently rolled out a new POS system last year. And I would talk to him and he, he was like, this is, this is terrible. This is terrible. This is terrible. So you're, you're dealing with a situation where people don't want to change these POS systems unless they absolutely have to. Now, Black Cat going right after that, with ransomware, Black Cat, remember, is formerly Darkseid. They are a tier one threat actor group. Um, think of think of um, the tier one threat actor groups as almost like bands, okay? So they used to be called Darkseid, and now they've re regrouped under a different band name. And maybe the keyboard has changed, right? The, the keytar uh, went to Europe to, to, to follow a girl or whatever. And But for the most part, the, the structure, the approach, the strategy, the, the, the collective brain power remains intact, right? Like you can switch the, the guitarist out, but you know, John Lennon, he's writing the songs, right? George Harrison's writing the song, like the, the drummer, sorry, Ringo, you can swap them out. That's what's going on here. So Black Cat Ransomware hitting NCR. Um, you've got to remember, um, I, I'm actually kind of curious. So if NCR is suffering it, I'm actually trying to determine what the level of impact is to the client base. Okay, so they're saying that a, a subset of hospitality customers are impacted. So this is actually mainly, this is a really interesting situation here. So if you hit my company and we're down for a few days, no big deal. But what they've done is they've hit the company and impacted the company's clients. So the food and bevs that are using the Aloha cannot run credit cards, which is terrible because that's the only service that NCR is providing to those clients. I will say they're going to clean up quickly. I wouldn't be surprised if they pay the ransom, honestly, or they already have. And the clients are not going to likely move off of Aloha POS simply for the reasons I just told you. Transitioning to a different POS, it's not like downloading... It's like, oh, I don't like the Gmail email app on my phone. I'm going to download Thunderbird email app onto my phone. Like, wipe your hands and you're off and running. No, it's like it's like massive. There's workflows. There's educating the staff. There's specials. Like, th there's a million things with these POS systems. So um, that's really, um, like, that's the one thing they've got going for them. So anyways, you know, it just goes to show you Black Cat, that they're not... They're not discriminatory about who they attack. I will say that they do not attack. If I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive they do not attack uh, hospitals uh, intentionally. Um, but this is a, you know, this is like a perfect um, victim for them, right? A commercial for-profit retail business that collects money, right? There you go.
So if you're in this space, you're already impacted. If you actually work in food and bev, uh, or you used to Gary Sturgiatis, if you're here, I'd be curious if anyone's hearing about impact. I'm going to talk to my buddy to find out if there's any impact. But can you imagine not being able to take credit cards or take orders at a restaurant? Oh, that's devastating. This urgent Chrome update to fix actively exploited zero-day vulnerability. Google released the out-of-band updates on Friday. Tracked as CVE 2023-2033, the high-severity vulnerability has been described as a type confusion issue in the V8 JavaScript engine. The company acknowledged that an exploit for CVE 2023-2033 exists in the wild, but stopped short of sharing additional technical specifics or indicators of compromise to prevent further exploitation by threat actors. All right, <clears throat> so what does this mean to you? First of all, if you use Chrome, um, you should just be in the habit of like right click about, I, I, I do wish that Google Chrome made it even easier to update, like just an update button. The fact that you have to go into about Chrome isn't intuitive. Okay, so you should update your Google Chrome on your phone, on your workstation, on your laptop, on your iPad, wherever it is, update it. I don't know if you know the iOS ones are um, equally impacted, but it's a, it's, a, it's a vulnerability in the JavaScript engine. So JavaScript runs code locally on your box inside the browser, okay? Um, because it's you know advanced and complicated and can run code, threat actors can exploit it. Now, there's an uptick in activity. They're saying that it's actively being exploited. So how could you be impacted by this one, okay? Oh, Jay Smith does have an update button. I must not have the, uh, <laughs> I got the old one. Okay, all right. Yeah, actually, you know what? I have seen that. It, it, it changes color, doesn't it? It does. Um, okay, so here's the deal. Update your Google. Educate your end users to update their Google if you can, okay? Now, really quickly, how could this be exploited? Now, to me, and I, okay, yes, thank you. All right, I'm getting, I'm getting peppered here by, by mods and people. Google, Google's got a button. They, they took my feedback instantly, instantly just now. The feedback, okay? I'm just gonna put my head in my sand and be stubborn about this one. So here's here's how this could get compromised, right? This is a great um, little use case of like, oh, how could this be compromised? It's not like threat actors are actively running around and jiggling Google Chrome door handles to see what's up. If you're running an, if you're running a vulnerable version of Google Chrome, you might get sent a link to a website. They might put a link um, in a social media post. And this is like a watering hole attack. So you go visit that page and the page will load that JavaScript that knows how to exploit this vulnerability. And then boom, they're exploiting your machine. Now, I don't know the level of exploitation because you got to think think of it as like um, like uh, uh, striations in, in earth or, or dirt or whatever, or like, you know, like the sand where you put the colored sand in and then you put more colored sand into the glass jar and you've got like layers or, or cake if you're into sweets, right? If you get exploited and it's in the browser, it might be just contained to the browser. And this is where threat actors do like crypto jacking or suck out your uh, passwords and stuff, saved, saved secrets from your browser. Sometimes they can exploit it and exploit down into the operating system through the browser, right? So there's different levels of, ah, different levels of pain. I'm just trying to look right here to see if it, it says anything uh, about how bad it is. Um, it doesn't say, yeah, it doesn't say in the article, like what the level of exploitation is, but just know that um, you could get sent an email and go to a, a website and get um, watering hole attacked or something like that. So um, my advice, patch it because it's relatively painless to patch your browsers and uh, reboot. All right. This hacker group evolves tactics, tools, and targets in Death Note campaign. Ooh. The North Korean threat actor known as the Lazarus Whoa, Group look at this. has been observed shifting its focus and rapidly evolving its tools and tactics as part of a long-running campaign called Death Note. While the nation-state adversary is known for persistently singling out the cryptocurrency sector, recent attacks have also targeted automotive, academic, and defense sectors in Eastern Europe and other parts of the world in what is perceived as a significant pivot using job descriptions related to defense contractors and diplomatic services as its primary decoy. The Death Note cluster is also tracked under the monikers Operation Dream Job or Nuke Sped. All right, so I do have a soft place for 
like Hercules monochrome green on black. Like my my terminal shells look like this. It's very it's very nice. Um, Lazarus Group is a tier zero. Like they are beyond tier one. They are a tier zero as far as I'm concerned. Next to like uh, Russia's uh, Cozy Bear, like they are like preeminent top. You know, like they make the all-star team for ransomware threat actors every single season. Okay. They're a first ballot Hall of Fame inductee into the cyber criminal Hall of Fame. All right. Lazarus Group. And if you want to see what they look like, just Google uh Department of Justice Lazarus Group. They have indictments out. They'll never be brought in, but you know what I mean. Okay, so I'm looking quickly at this uh, workflow. I don't know if this actually maps to what Lazarus Group is doing because they have malicious secure PDF.exe and then it exploits some type of uh, Foxit Connect PDF. There's lateral movement. This, this To me, this doesn't really um, resonate with what's going on here, but... All right, so they're, they're shifting their focus, which, uh, you know, uh, is interesting. Uh, they've always been incredibly financially focused cryptocurrency financial i'm a crypto evangelist i love it love it love it the 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 thing with them is though is they've they lazarus group has the largest cyber crime attacks like probably like the top four um in history okay um bangladeshi bank heist for a billion dollars they didn't succeed but that was them um axie infinity ronin bridge successful 600 million dollars um, what, there was just another one, re, like last week or two weeks ago, I'm blanking on it, but Lazarus Group was attributed for some massive attack just recently. Um, someone let me know, like my brain is not firing, but th there's another one. Like anyways, they are, they are elite hacksaws, okay? So they're, they're changing their uh, focus with Death Note, uh, Joel Belton, who's a threat intel uh, specialist said that it is particularly bad, so you, your ears should perk up. Um, I'm, I'm looking to see. Yeah, of course they target crypto. Okay, so they're saying in here, they're saying, yeah, I see it, Joel. They're saying in here, um, here, let me do this really quickly, since Joel's pinging me. They say in here that they've switched to decoy documents and job descriptions. There's been numerous instances of uh, Lazarus Group trying to get jobs, like job interviews and stuff like that in different industries. It sounds like now they're targeting government defense contractors, diplomatic services. So they're trying to embed themselves um, in different, you know, uh, kind of critical roles, critical spaces. So... You know, at the end of the day, it's like, well, what's the what's the absolute? Oh yeah, see now now we're talking. Look at this: legitimate software, racket downloader, possible backdoor. C two. Oh my God! Hold on, hold on. Oh, I hate when that happens. So they're dropping Trojans. They're embedding. the The idea here is not for them to uh, get the job. The, the the goal here is to have someone in kind of a sensitive position download and execute malware on their box. If you're practicing defense in depth, good pictures. Um, I mean, good pictures. Uh, Brandon Poole, you just buffer overflowed my mind. I, I read the word Sony pictures there. Um, now look, guys, like you could see in the graphic here, they're running, like they, they dump creds using Mimikatz. Mimikatz is noisy. Mimi, like almost any practical... Um, piece of uh, um, EDR technology, security technology is going to detect Mimikatz. Now, if you, if you disable, uh, t you know, uh, anti-malware EDR technology, then run Mimikatz, then yes, you, you, you'll have a, you won't have a problem there. But anyways, just, just be, I guess, be on the lookout. This is something Lazarus Group has been doing for a while. They're targeting, um, they're just targeting defense contractors now. Um, and trying to get HR people to open up malicious PDFs, right? <clears throat> the threat actor employed a Trojanized version of Sumatra PDF to initiate its malicious routine. Yeah, just use Adobe like everybody else. All right. 
<clears throat> All right, so there's that. Um, Joel Belton sent me this. Oh, this is a nice little uh, write-up on Lazarus Group. I do like a good briefing. Let me see where we're at here. Oh, yeah, got a nice little uh, a, a cyber attack kill chain workflow. Oh, this is nice. This is nice, Joel. Thank you. Guys, check this out. <clears throat> Ooh, we got a pie chart. Some donut graphs. Yeah, boy. All right. Hold on. Let me let me drop this link in chat. If you're looking for some visual, uh, some eye candy, some thread intel eye candy, go ahead and get on that. Let's do the mid-roll. This episode of Cybersecurity Headlines is made possible in part by Pantera. Today, over 60% of cyber attacks involve the use of exposed credentials. Did they say Pantera? Now, time, security teams can address this critical threat head on. Pantera collects an organization's leaked credentials oh, and Pantera. automatically tests their exploitability across the external and internal attack surface. Pantera's customers find that leveraging the Pantera automated security validation platform as part of their exposure management strategy increases their ability to identify security gaps, improves the efficiency of remediation processes, and maximizes their security readiness. To learn more, visit Pantera.io. That's P-E-N-T-E-R-A dot I-O. Oh my God. Guess, I mean, they typically do week-long sponsorship roles. So all week, we're going to be talking about a vulgar display of InfoSec. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. It's a little dated of a reference, but uh, Pantera is a force to be reckoned with. Google, <laughs> Google vulgar display of power uh, cover or the album art. It's a, guy, it's a guy getting punched in the mouth. It's it, it, as, as docile and as pro everything as I am. That was an awesome cover, and the cover actually perfectly captured the attitude and the energy of what that entire album was. Ooh, all right. It's mid-roll, so let's do this. Oh, yeah, Pantera. Here, at, at Jawjack, and I'll bring it on. But, guys, it's the mid-roll. All right, I want to thank all of you for being here today. Like I said, 272 of you. This might actually be a new record, so uh, congratulations, all of you. Thank you to the stream sponsors, Panopsi, Brandon Poole in chat right now, and um, XM Cyber for, for you know your continued support. Genuinely appreciate that. Um, but I want to say holla, holla, holla to Barricade Cyber Solutions. We got some Barricade on Barricade action coming up later this week, guys. Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking owner, uh, business owners into turmoil. But Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Check them out <clears throat> at barricadecyber.com. Links in the description below. You can scroll down. This is uh, Barricade Cyber's website. Eric Taylor, Chief uh, Investigator and uh, President of the company. His calendar's right here. You can literally just get on his calendar and meet with him at 10 a.m. today. Eric's a good guy, a great guy. And uh, just as a programming note, Barricade Cyber Solutions is Eric Taylor will be hosting the Cyber, Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Briefing podcast uh, this Thursday and this Friday, April 20th and 21st. I will be on location in San Diego, and I will be unable to run the show. Uh, and Eric is, uh, you know, volunteered to step in. He does a great job, a different different vibe, different feel, but equally great uh, coverage of all the content. Guys, uh, I want to let you know that there's really there's a lot of time still. I took the whole weekend off, and um, so I didn't send the newsletter out this morning. I will be doing this after the show airs today. So if you want to get this week's newsletter, you still have time. Go to simplycyber.io slash newsletter. But Jerry, I already get newsletters. I don't need another newsletter in my inbox. I call it a newsletter just for colloquialism. But what it is, is it's an email I write with three pieces of actionable intel that you can use, one for each audience, end users, your uh, IT peers, and your executives. And it's, it's like, you know, it's snackable. You could turn it really quickly and help do something that reduces cyber risk for your organization like almost immediately. So go sign up for it. If you don't like it, you can unsubscribe. It I don't care. It like it's it doesn't bother me. I, it's not like I look at the unsubscribes and like weep softly to myself. Like it's just a service I'm trying to hook up for our community. 
Uh, the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Medine did a wonderful job and is about to pass the baton, guys. The Simply Cyber Community Challenge is an, an initiative that I started up in order to help people build their professional network beyond Simply Cyber. Um, right now, Medine's got the, uh, the baton. Please tag somebody. And that individual will go on LinkedIn, post their cyber story, hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge. I, I, I suggest, I recommend, I implore you, to go comment on that person's post. Search for Simply Cyber Community Challenge. You will find them. Not only p comment on that person's post, but connect with anybody that is not a first tier connection in that network feed and build your network, okay? You're gonna love it. 50 people have posted for the challenge. It's fantastic. Jenny Housley, um, oh, Etikudo Joseph, Medine with the tag. Nice job, y'all. Nice job, y'all. All right, guys. So every single Monday, my seven-year-old, my beautiful boy, uh, who's very artsy, he has Monday's Art of the Week, Callan's Art of the Week. So he did this last week because he does get his work done before he goes on vacation, unlike his old man. So we've got a classic, a Minecraft banger. Steve, inside the lines. Very sunny, very, very happy kid. Very nice. Thank you. And it says, you are such a big bird. You are such a big bird. I, apparently, this is how the kids kind of like make fun of each other now. You are such a big bird. Drew by Callan. So thank you so much, Callan, for your <laughs> art of the week. All right, guys, let's get back into the news. Uh, let's get back to the news, and then we could talk on the jaw jacking. Microsoft shares fix for Outlook issue blocking access to emails. In a support document published on Thursday, Microsoft stated that after updating to Outlook version 2303, users may be unable to view or access Microsoft 365 group calendars and email messages in Outlook desktop. The buggy Outlook version was released to the current channel on March 28th. Microsoft says the Outlook team is working on a solution to address this known issue and shared a temporary workaround until a fix rolls out for those experiencing problems while trying to access their emails. All right. <clears throat> All right. So, guys, if, you're, if your client base is running fat client Outlook, so they're not doing Outlook in the browser, <clears throat> they're not doing Outlook on, I would assume uh, Outlook on your phone isn't impacted by this. I would suspect that this is the fat client Outlook. Uh, yeah, Outlook desktop. Um, and users may not be getting emails. Now, here's the thing. They... They may not know they're getting emails yet. So your your help desk tickets, your uh, if you're a smaller business and you're kind of a one person shop, you may get intermittent comments of, uh, it seems weird. I'm not getting an email or or somebody said they sent something. And I'm not getting it. It's kind of weird. It gets even more compounded with complexity because some users notice it self resolves. That's 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 a really good one. That's what you want. Uh, it makes me think of the meme of Michael Scott, um, like where the, the guy's like shaking his hand and he looks like he's like, um, you know, got a mullet and stuff. It's like getting complimented for fixing the CEO's email. And then the other thing says like Outlook self-resolves and you're just like, yeah, I like it. You're no problem. Um, I mean, this is just an ongoing thing, right? It says the buggy version was released two weeks ago. Again, Threat Intel, <laughs> guys, if it, it, it expires quickly on the Vine. March 28th, it's April 17th. Chances are you've already got the email complaints. You've already had, you know, Sammy in your office, like banging on your desk, talking about how Outlook's not working. And I'm sure IT support probably told them to use the browser version until further notice. <clears throat> oh, there is a workaround. All right, so just be mindful. Oh yeah, this is what you want. Open a command prompt, run as an administrator. That's not, this is not what you want <laughs> to tell Carl. You don't want Carl to know how to open a command prompt and run it as an administrator. Okay, so there is a workaround. It, it looks like they're going to send an updated fixed out version in May 9th on Patch Tuesday. So just be mindful of this. You might be dealing with this headache uh, for a few weeks. German arms manufacturer Rheinmetall confirms cyber attack. Yes, thank you. The attack hit Rheinmetall's business unit that serves industrial customers, particularly in the automotive sector. 
Although it is unclear who is behind the attack, the Russian hacktivist group Killnet posted a message on their Telegram channel last month urging its followers to launch a distributed denial-of-service attack against Rheinmetall. The timing of the attack aligned with Rheinmetall's talks of constructing a new tank factory in Ukraine. The war in Ukraine has turned Rheinmetall into one of Europe's most important weapons suppliers, which makes it an attractive target for nation-state hackers. Siemens. All right. Um. Hold on one second. Um. <clears throat> okay. So. A couple of things. This story got a little um, confused. Like, I, I wish they hadn't done that. So, listen. This German arms manufacturer is building a tank plant in Ukraine. Obviously, they're suspecting that the the conflict in Ukraine is going to last a little longer. You don't build a tank factory with expectations that the thing's going to resolve before the tank factory's done. Okay, so that's that's a concern. Uh, second of all. Obviously, pro-Russia groups are like, whoa, we're not interested in a Ukrainian tank factory just pumping out tanks like uh, like you read about. So uh, Rheinmetall gets attacked from a cyber attack. Now, what's interesting is it says they're investigating the extent of the damage. Um, but then they also mention this Killnet thing. So two things. One, if if... So Killnet is a pro-Russian group, and all they do is denial of service attacks, okay? As far as I know. So a denial of service attack is fun and cute, and, and it can be effective, but at the same time, denial of service attacks have a, um, uh, a an inherent weakness that you need to maintain the, the, the network traffic being spewed at the victim in order to maintain the denial of service. The second you stop spewing data, um, the denial of service attack ends. So you know, for them to be investigating the extent of the damage, it's kind of weird. It almost makes me think that perhaps there was a coordinated effort uh, between a couple different pro-Russian groups who have probably an internal, you know, chat channel or something like that. And they just kind of collectively attacked at the same time. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. One thing that the story did say that I found a little, um, I want to be careful with the words I choose. Sup okay, yeah, that I found a little surprising is that Killnet, they're supposed to be this like, you know, really effective, you know, tier one denial of service weapon capability. And they ask their users on Telegram to send data and attack a, the Rymantol, um, you know, network IP address range or whatever. To me, that's like Bush League. That's like so Bush League. Like, if you're going to do it well, you say, I have my own you know, compromised assets at, at, at 0600 hours, I'm going to send a coordinated attack. We're going to execute with military precision to knock over this business or whatever. And then, but now it's like, Hey, telegram users, everybody go like that is not surgical precision. That is like, like, that's just like yelling, like, let's do this. Like, and like, so it's going to have no effect if, only a couple hundred people do it or they do like, or I do it at 9 a.m. and you do it at 10 a.m. and whatever. It's like, it's, it's kind of silly. I, I can't read that. Um, Joel, that's too small. Um, but it just, to me, it's, it, it's, it's Bush league, right? Simply cyber.io is going to get knocked off the internet later today. <laughs> Hopefully not. But my point is it's just, it's interesting. The perception that's projected by these threat actor groups versus the reality of how they execute. Right. And I'm not taking anything away from like the tier zeros, like the Lazarus groups and the black cats and stuff like that. But just it's just funny to see like, you know, oh, like, ugh, like let's attack this person. It just seems bushly. All right. Thank you. Metaverse exposes sensitive data. You guys remember the, the metaverse, metaverse, right? A platform that aims to create digital twins of its factories and offices and built in partnership with NVIDIA has been found to be leaking sensitive information, which, if picked up by threat actors, could have devastating consequences for the company and other corporations using its services. On March the 1st, the Cyber News research team discovered an environment file hosted on a metaverse.siemens.com domain that contained comfy app credentials and endpoints. It also discovered Siemens leaking four sets of WordPress users and three sets of back-end and authentication endpoint URLs on different endpoints of the affected systems. 
The most worrying discovery, according to CyberNews, was that of exposed office management platform Comfy App user credentials. Siemens, on the other hand, says it considers the issue to be non-critical and added that it had been mitigated. Last week in... All right, so... All right. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> with, with just to go back to that story, with the Kill Knot, if they had 9,000 people on their Telegram channel, right? And let's say, and I'm being super, super conservative. Let's say they're not all, they're not all into being criminals, right? There's a lot of threat intel, SOC accounts, you know, Microsoft's Threat Intel Group, Cisco Talos's group, Google Tag. Like, there's a lot of non-people uh, who are operating on those things. So, if, so say, let's just say 10,000. I mean, you tell me. I don't know what the number is, but I think a very conservative estimate, uh, estimate would say 30% are not actual criminals. They're Threat Intel people. Could be higher than that. So... If I launch a denial of service attack with 6,000 nodes all coordinated at the same time, I, I just don't know if that's enough if you have decent security controls in place to handle the load of a denial of service attack. Okay, so Siemens. Siemens gets compromised. Looks like they had API security issues. Again, I genuinely want to take the API security course on TCM security. This doesn't surprise me, guys. Siemens Metaverse. Siemens, I worked in healthcare. Siemens, if you Google Siemens Digital Twin, like Siemens is all about this idea that they can recreate like anything, human manufacturing plant in a virtual environment. And that way you can iterate over different ideas and approaches and see what it would look like. In theory, right, according to the pamphlet, this is brilliant, right? So now you don't need to roll out whatever. You don't need to change the workflow of the manufacturing plant um, to do the X, Y, and Z because you can do it virtually in a similar twin and see what happens to it, right? This Rheumatol tank plant, maybe there's like eight different ways to lay out the workflows and Siemens can lay out all eight, run simulations, and then tell Rheumatol, dude, this is the absolute best way to set up a tank manufacturing situation. Okay, so they get compromised. Sensitive data, no surprise. Yeah, Killnet does have a huge botnet. It's just, that's what I'm saying. It's weird that they they asked Telegram users to attack. It just, all right. Um, so Siemens said they cleaned this up. I don't know. Th these guys are definitely moving fast and breaking things and not really caring about it. I, I just want to point out one more thing. It's definitely easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. Siemens made... And this, I had to read this twice. $71 trillion in revenue. Great cash, homie. Dude, 300,000 employees. They're going to have, they're going to have insecure APIs. They're going to have misconfigurations. This is a massive business with massive money. This business has more employees than many countries have citizens. This business has more annual revenue than most companies' GDP. Okay. They're going to have all sorts of problems. And and um, I really suspect that, it, I mean, it's a calculated risk that they're they're like, no, like we'll just pay whatever fines are possible and let's just keep on moving, keep on moving. Okay. So, you know, the tricky thing is when I was at MUSC and Siemens was bringing in this digital twin, Dude, they were like a juggernaut coming in. I, I, like, I want to be careful about what I say. It's not like I had any NDAs or something like that. But being able to introduce InfoSec concepts to this initiative was met with like a Heisman pose, open palm to the face. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, like, can we actually look at this? Nope. Nerd. We got this. Um, Who has access to all this data? Shh. You're cute. You're cute. You're cute. But you're not you're not even getting remotely close to the semen stuff, Jerry. See you later. And it just I mean it could it could be a different business. It could it could be 
GE Healthcare. It could be anyone, right? It's just Siemens, $71 trillion. Whew. Ransomware. Last week saw Yum Brands, owner of KFC and Pizza Hut, sending data breach notifications for a ransomware attack in January, and a UK outsourcing organization <laughs> remaining silent on details surrounding a Black Basta ransomware attack that occurred earlier this month. In other news, Dark Angels Ransomware launched a data leak site. Vice Society now uses a custom PowerShell script for data exfiltration. There's a new Cadavro Vector ransomware entering the environment, and Lockbit claimed to have breached Dark Trace. Oh. Windows Zero Day was exploited in Nakayawa ransomware attacks. Rochester Public Schools in Minnesota closed operations due to an attack. Klopp released 16,000 student documents in Tasmania. And the police department in Candom County, New Jersey, confirmed that it was hit with a ransomware attack in March. Just a reminder that there will be no Super Cyber Friday discussion scheduled this week, but that doesn't mean the end of your work week will be bereft of lights. All right, so let's let's do this. I do like playing music underneath. Let me know if the volume of the music is too low or too high. I have it at 50 right now, so just let me know. All right, guys, so it's Monday, so they always do kind of a, um, a weekly roundup of different ransomware attacks for us. Find your industry, bookmark the story, use it in your um, budget requests, you know, use it in your end user awareness training. There's always good stuff here. Um, if you're uninitiated or you're new here and you read this bullet point and think that it's like interesting, it's not. Like a custom PowerShell script for data exfil, like, what are we doing? Like, okay, so it's not commodity malware, but you're already you're already screwed, right? You should be looking for a PowerShell script that calls some network connection and pushes data out. Like, you, there's multiple things about this that is both not interesting and also uh, informing on basic security um, detections you should have in your place. The one thing that they mentioned here that I found wildly interesting is Lockbit is claiming that they have compromised Dark Trace. Darktrace is a EDR company that, and, and I'm going to use the term AI here. Shall we play they were early on the AI train. Okay, so Darktrace does EDR, and they've been like, I'd say 2015, they, got, they came around. And the idea behind it is you don't need to do detection uh, tuning, right? If you've done SOC analyst work and you like write a detection rule to detect Mimikatz or whatever, and then it fires and stuff like that. Darktrace's um, argument here is that uh, like AI will do that. You, can, you don't need to do this. Now the downside as told by me by an industry professional uh, who's in chat right now, who I won't dox, but uh, somebody who's used this told me that the downside is it's so restrictive that any practitioner that really wants to do Detection tuning cannot do it. It does not allow you to do that. So that's a massive shortcoming. But dude, they are a darling in the industry. Um, like I would consider them an actual, um, what do you want to call it? A, an actual like unicorn in in the uh, EDR space. So you can see here, um, they, they've been having a tough time here. Jesus. Like if they got compromised in the last week, that that has not been the problem for them. They were charging tra trading at four dollars a share. Um, if this is the same company, they've gone down ten percent. Yeah, so there it looks like they're in a, a hot mess on fire already um, with financials reporting and stuff like that. See, this is weird. What is this? Two hundred sixty-four dollars. The the graphic I was looking at just a second ago said three dollars. That is a substantial difference in um, stock price, right? So, to be honest with you, the 247 makes a lot more sense. The $3 was a little confusing to me. These guys have been a darling. Look, at it was charging, trading up at $500. Can we do a, a five-year? I could show you what I was talking about. Yeah, see, in, in 20... Oh, they must have gone. I'm sorry to be such a spaz on the stream. They must have gone public in 2021, but they were around before getting series funding. Um, yeah, well, guess what? If Lockbit is, if, if Darktrace is saying Lockbit is lying and then Darktrace comes out um, and, and, or Lockbit comes out and proves it, that's going to be really ugly for Darktrace. Um, 
Dark Trace, cool product. But, anyways, that's interesting. Dude, anytime... It's not good. It's a, it's a compounded problem because think about it, dude. You're an EDR company. You're supposed to be preventing people from getting cyber attacked. And then um, you get ransomware. That is not good for the sales engine, right? Hey, aren't you the guys who got popped? Why would I use your tool? It, are you using your tool and it didn't detect or stop it? I'm good. I'm good. I'll use your competitor. Thanks. All right. So let me wrap this up really quickly. I'll answer your question in a second. Taekwon Gong. Um, actually, in short, you don't have to have a high IQ. You can have a high IQ. You can be really good, but you can also have a low IQ. There's a lot of point and click. Lockbit ransomware is a ransomware is a service model. Like all you need is access and be able to click on some stuff. Some threat actor groups will even give you a like an SOP word document that you follow and just do. You don't even need to understand what's going on. All right, guys, I've got a special surprise for you. Okay, this is very cool. Um, this is launching today, okay? So let me, where's my LinkedIn? I don't know if you guys know Josh Beeman from Security Blue Team, Senior SOC Analyst, Security Blue Team. They are launching literally, literally right now. It launches in four minutes. Sisec Careers. I'm going to put a link in this, okay? Oh, by the way, this is the jawjacking section. So if you were here just for the news, I, I probably should close this out. If you were here just for the news, thank you very much. I genuinely appreciate it. Hit that like button on your way out. It goes a long way to helping others discover Simply Cyber. I hope you have a wonderful week. Remember, tomorrow, the Daily Cyber Threat Briefing podcast is at 10 a.m. Eastern time. It is the final 10 a.m. Eastern stream um, until further notice. Uh, so we had a good run, 10 a.m. people, left coast people. I love you. Uh, and if you can't make it uh, for the lives West Coast, I understand. Um, it is what it is. All right, guys. Um, now, if you're not, if you're here for some jaw jacking love, let me tell you guys about SciSec Careers, okay? Check this out. Uh, here's a link in chat. Okay? This is a brand new... Like, think of it as like um, a job posting board, Okay? except it's entirely focused on cybersecurity careers. And it's built by the people at Security Blue Team who understand cybersecurity, okay? You could search on different job titles, um, different opportunities, okay? Offensive, defensive. I, I, got a, I got a tour of it the other day uh, from Josh. Very cool. Junior defensive content engineer. Um, I don't know if this is... Um, remote or not but security blue team is their company so they've got job postings for their own company the best part is you can now see the salary i don't know if you guys can see this but like you can literally this is the salary they tell you the salary which is brilliant like that's one of the big problems because who wants to like if you have salary minimum requirements you don't even have to waste your time applying to these things so they really take into consideration that person's time right it's easy. It's free to use. You just you you have to register an account, and then uh, you have to verify the account, and off you go. Here, let me. I'm gonna see if I can do CISO. Actually, let's let's do SOC analyst. Okay, I won't do me. I'll do a general. All right. So maybe it's not tuned yet, or actually, maybe I don't know how to use this platform. All right, they're populating it now. You can see that they actually have. Um, uh, the level, right? So executive, mid-level, junior, entry-level. So we could just do entry-level and junior. That's good. Internship, for uh, full-time, part-time. Guys, I want to tell you too, don't sleep on internships and contract labor jobs. If you get in, if you get into a company, I, and this is a fact, let me go full screen on this. This is a fact. If you get into a company and you bust your hump, I'm telling you, like they will want to hire you. Okay. So don't, don't be like, Ugh, that's a little risky. I'm telling you, it's a really good opportunity to get in and show what your value is and how you can kick butt. Okay. Think of it almost as like a really long job interview that you actually get paid for. And you have a higher success rate of getting the job because you will be able to show that you kick butt. Right. So don't sleep on that. Post the link. I got you, Alana. Alana, there we go. Boom. 
Elite Gunslingers in the house. What's the best job for remote work? Abed asks. Abed, I mean, that's a really personal question. Not not like, oh, how dare you ask me like a personal question, but like, you know, you could do a sock analyst remote. If maybe you like to be a night owl, you could do sock analyst third shift. That's good. GRC analyst. If if you like to get in front of people, if you want to be a road warrior and not have a home base, you're like truly remote where you're moving around places. Consulting could be good for you, like an auditor, right? So there's a million different things. Uh, Pursuit of Bliss just passed Sec Plus on Saturday. Boom! Nailed it, Pursuit of Bliss. Very good. Uh, Medina Sheets uh, tagged Abed Sharab. So Abed, um, I, I know I just answered your question about remote work. Holler at me, Abed, and let us know if you pick up the baton. Yeah, hey, Anna Lynn, it's been a minute. Good to see you. And Anna Lynn with the Blue Squad membership logo. Thanks for the long-term support, Anna Lynn. Great to see that squad logo. Looks good. Any tips for the first day as a SOC analyst? Ooh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, like, be ready to absorb. It's going to feel like a fire hydrant of, of information coming at you. Ask about any playbooks that they have that you can read. Ask. Um, don't, be, don't be shy to ask people. Um, get used, expect, expect like an adrenaline dump, um, and to kind of get desensitized to it after a little while. But at the beginning, when you start seeing, you're going to see bad things on the network and they might be false positives. They may not be real. You're going to have to work through that, but it's going to be exciting. You're going to have a great time. Um, obviously as a SOC analyst, you need to be informed on threat Intel. So, you know, obviously simply cyber daily, cyber threat briefings, excellent at Delivering that, but you're going to have to get more. Uh, but congratulations. Yeah, ask a ton of questions is nailing it, Anna Lynn. Oh, cool. Allison Manson got to meet Josh Mason. Very cool. Has someone blogged the first nine days at their new job? I know Kev Tech was sharing a lot. Actually, you know what? Uh, speaking of that, um, I actually have a video series. I think it's a playlist. Or Hold on. How do I... This is all. Oh, oh, I'm playing World of Haiku. I mean, I'm playing Haiku Pro at four o'clock today. Uh, and it, it'll be a follow along. I'll be. If you don't know what a CTF is or you've been intimidated by CTFs, today's stream, you can play along with me and I will be walking you through step by step how to play a CTF, what the value of CTFs are, how to get the most value out of a CTF. And we'll be hanging out, having a good time. It'll be wicked fun. Yeah, I actually have a video. Um, uh, so I have a video on my channel right here. I'll share this with you. This is an old one. You can see my my background. 149 likes. Thank you. Um, so uh, whoever asked about the first day at the sock, I, I'm sorry, I can't remember, but. Um, I made this video. This video is how to crush your first 90 days, exactly what to do. And I'm telling you, walk right through it. I'm with Stefan Semmelroth. There he is right there. And we break it down. We break it all down. Look how serious I look there. Jesus, Jerry, calm yourself. Whew. Why am I so serious? There we go. Now I got a little smile on the face. Dude, I'm intense. What are we doing? All right, I got to get out of here. I'm, I'm like freaking myself out with how intense I am. All right. Yeah, I am pretty pumped that typically I have a, I do have a video for that. Oh, hey, Brandon Parsons. Okay, thank you, Brandon. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah, cropped hair, beard. Yeah, super intense. This, I'm much more, I'm much more, uh, I'm West Coast Jerry now. This is, this is East Coast, upper, like, this is like New England, hard gas, always, always, always grinding. And now I'm West Coast, Jerry. Got the Lima Charlie gear. Didn't do the newsletter yesterday. Jeez. Would you invest in OSCP, sir, to just study and don't sit for the exam? So Abula Niazi asks whether or not to invest in the OSCP. I would say it is worth investing in. Okay. So like if, even if you can do all the stuff on the OSCP, the OSCP is still considered a very valuable cert to unlock opportunities. Um, PNPT is another excellent one that is gaining massive traction 
So I would do that. But the OSCP one, even though, um, even though the OSCP one is um, more about like just how to pop boxes and less about the uh, pen testing engagement, it still is considered um, a gold, you know, standard kind of cert. I'll be in San Diego on uh, Wednesday night, so uh, maybe, like maybe maybe uh, I'll be like ultra West Coast Jerry, hot mess Jerry, letting the hair go long. No newsletter. What's next? Eating. Sa- oh God! Even reading that, Alana, made me gag a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah. Today's stream is at 4 p.m. Eastern time. The uh, the the Haiku Pro one. Yes. Hack the box has a good pen test, sir. 10 days long exam. Very cool. Which one would you do first? OSCP or CEH? Oh, I mean, those are two wildly different tiers. I mean, CEH is entry level. OSCP is like professional level. Um, you know, my honest opinion, my thoughts only um, as a practitioner, the CEH is not perceived well. We Like practitioners um, think that the CEH is um, a joke. Okay, but if you need um, a CEH to get a job or something, then go for it. Okay, I'm not I'm not downplaying that it has some value in the market. I'm just saying that a a multiple choice exam that doesn't involve hands-on keyboard for a very technical hands-on uh, keyboard skill uh, it doesn't translate well. Pursuit of Bliss, do you want the uh, Simply Cyber Community Challenge? All right, we're a couple minutes over here. I'm gonna get get out of here. But guys, remember, uh, just check out the SciSec Careers. Uh, if you're looking for a job, if you're just looking to support the community, this is again uh, Josh Beeman. Uh, yeah, Josh Beeman from Security Blue Team, CEO. I had a call with him like two weeks ago. We talked about it. It's very cool. Um, giddy up on it. All right, there's too much sour cream action in chat right now. I'm going to have to get out of here. All right, Pursuit of Bliss. All right, guys, I hope you had a good one. I'll get that newsletter out. I'll be here tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Wednesday, 8 a.m., and then our good friend Eric Taylor will be taking the mantle and taking us home the rest of the week. Take care, everybody. Thank you all very much. Until next time, stay secure.